I don't want to talk about okay. it. I wasn't 18. I was. Like, I know you weren't 18. I was in middle school. I know. You shouldn't have been there. You I signed the, the, the thing that says, I agree, I'm 18. On MySpace, you want to meet. Okay. George. Anthony. It's only taken us truly 25 minutes, but we are now recording the Just Let Go podcast. And this is a very special Just Let Go podcast for several reasons. The first reason is this is the first Just Let Go episode that's being recorded. Actually, that's a lie. I recorded one with Lee in person, but this is the first one since episode two that's been recorded in person, live, without the use of distanced technology. So that's exciting. Yeah, but it takes way too much work, so I would discourage doing this. Well, here's the thing. If you didn't have me as your technical support, it would have taken even more work because I would have to explain all of the things I explained to you. But again, I'm going for a Grammy, and so it was worth it. And I know that you complained a lot, but just do me a favor. Don't touch the table. Don't touch the microphone. And just, just pay attention here. You just want one orange. All of that's going to be edited out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep some of it in. I'm not sure. Um, so we're here for Just Let Go, and, and I wanted to talk to you um, about this specific topic. Oh, and so this is the second momentous occasion about today's episode of Just Let Go, because you were the first person who is going to be on Just Let Go, who I know for a fact has listened to Just Let Go. Um <laughs> But you're the first person who I know who I think you've listened. Correct me if I'm wrong. Every episode? Uh, no, uh, two, two or three. Get the fuck and, out of my apartment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and this I, is under false pretense. I, I love how most of the conversation strays away from minimalism, um, <laughs> and you incorporate elements of minim- minimalism into the discussion. The podcast is about really. It's about me. Um, and my relationship with minimalism and how I think minimalism can sort of benefit a lot of things. Um, but also it's about the, the people who I have on because they have really particular and advantageous sort of interactions with minimalism. But so everyone who I've had on has had a really interesting relationship with their items, with what they've minimized. And so this is the first episode actually that's going to focus more on less a physical, tangible thing that you can minimize and more on um, a topic that has been a lot more in my life and, and something that you and I always talk about. I always tell people that the relationship, the dynamic that you and I have is very much like Jerry Seinfeld and uh, George Costanza from the television show Seinfeld. Are you familiar with that television show? Of course. Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. That's my favorite television show. Would you agree that, that we have a very similar relationship? You probably don't like being called the George Costanza of the, of the pair and you're shaking your head. And so, because we, whenever we get together, we, we talk about dating, we talk about sort of our lives and you, you have like some similar interactions where I'm just like, I'm looking around and I'm like, is he is he make believe? Is he is he real? Like the, some of the things does, you say, I'm just confused exist? by. <laughs> What's up? Do I exist? 
Like, does he exist? I'm not sure. Um, and I, of course, I have main character syndrome because I think I'm the main character in my life. So, like, we have that sort of dynamic. And so we've talked about what we're going to talk about. And that's why I invited you. I actually originally didn't invite you. I, and, and I know you saw the Facebook status um, where I was at. I said I'd like it to be anyone other than my friend George who's never used a computer or a microphone before. Um, and for obvious reasons, because literally it's taken us 35 minutes to get this set up. Dude, I've been your friend since kindergarten, and it's taken how many episodes to invite me on here? You never, you never expressed interest even in being on. Actually, none of my. Well, mm, no, all the people that were on. I think I, I approached Tegan. um, Jessica approached me. I think I approached Lee. Dan approached me. Um, I've had several other people approach me. In fact, you weren't even next in line to be on, and I approached you um, because. I want to do a spring cleaning episode. That'll be coming up probably before summer, I hope. Um, I want to do an episode. Well, I don't want to, but my sister-in-law wants to do an episode. I'm not quite sure what about. She's told me, but I forgot. And then I have a really good one coming up with my pod snack co-host, Kyra. Um, that one is a really important episode that I'm really happy about. But so something that I want to talk about is something that's sort of changed in my life recently. I don't know if it's changed in your life recently, but it's our relationship. And this is a, this is a world record for us. We're getting into the topic only seven minutes into recording. Uh, that's my number one critique other than you don't post enough and you post too much is why does it take so long for you to get into the topic? Today's topic is dating apps. And specifically the title of this topic, I'm quite pleased with myself, is going to be unhinged dating. And when I told you that, you rolled your eyes, but you chuckled. It's a perfect title. It is. Yeah. I've never used that that app Hinge. You've never used Hinge? No, never. That is so surprising to me. And so that... so. When I turned 30, that was really when my relationship with minimalism really kicked into high gear. Because that was, you're shaking your head. Why? You disagree with me? Um, you, because you think I'm not a minimalist. I gave you the, the apartment tour and you're telling me I live like a, like a hoarder. Again, I said it in every episode. Minimalism is a destination. Because the, no, shush, shush. Minimalism is a journey. The destination is owning nothing. You don't want to get there. You need to own something. Um, and so, yeah, I still have progress to make. Everyone does. Um, and we'll get into that. But um, when I turned 30, I had just moved. I was unpacking, rectifying, and I actually was moving a second time within two months because I had to relocate apartments. And so I was packing again and moving again. And, and I turned 30 and I had my midlife crisis. And I really was was struggling with that a lot because there were things in my life that I was not super thrilled with. At that point, I had lost like maybe 75 or 80 pounds within a 12-month period, which I should be in medical journals. I am fantastic. I am, I am a scientific anomaly. I am fantastic. Um, but when I was bigger, when I was a heavier guy, I focused on my weight. My weight was my biggest problem, I thought. And I thought if I just focus on the weight, everything else will follow. And that was wrong. That was, that was dangerous because I let mental health, I let everything else fail. I just focused on the weight. And so when I lost the weight and I looked around, all the other problems didn't solve themselves. In fact, then I was able to see the other problems more clearly. So maybe, maybe yeah, sure, lose weight, but weight wasn't the be-all, end-all. And so when I turned 30, I had my midlife crisis. I'm only going to live to 60. Um, then I'm going to go to Mars and live the other 60 years there. Um, but I, I, took, I took inventory, figurative inventory of my life, and I decided, okay, here are the things that I want to change. Here are the things I want to do. Here are the things I haven't done that I want to do. And there were quite a lot of them. I'm, I'm writing a book about it, actually. Um, I've, I've also quit writing the book about it, but I started at one point. Um, 
And the one that we're going to talk about is is my dating life because prior to that, I I hadn't really dated a lot. I had had one or two sort of more or less serious relationships, um, off and on over the course of a couple of years. But I, I just really I never really dated. Um, and so when I turned thirty, um, and a couple months previous to that, I had downloaded and you commented on it because at the time I think at my my maximum I had had nine dating apps. I had just a folder and it said I don't know if I called it like dating or dating apps or the social network two or the Facebook's three. I don't know what I called it because I didn't want people to know I had nine dating apps. You're the only one I think I told that I had nine. Um, and now conversely the whole world, um, of which there are only 12 people in the whole world. Um, cause no one listens to this, but you commented and, and what was, cause I'm also told that I talk too much and you haven't said much at all. So what was your reaction when I told you I had nine dating apps on my phone at all times and I had notifications on all of them? Well, it, it was just, it sounded sl- slightly obsessive. Like, obsessive, yeah, you say? Yeah, um, it, over the top. Um, and I, I, you know, you got to wonder how, how much of that was just data that, that lives in, in the cloud and how much of it turned into actual real life interactions. So, you, so are you saying it from like a cybersecurity standpoint? Like you're afraid like <laughs> someone's like aggregated my data and they're going to sell it? Because that's already going to happen. I'm fine with that. I have nothing to hide. No. Is that what you're saying? How, how much of it turned into real, substantial interactions? Great question. So one of the goals before I turned 31 is I wanted to go on 31 dates. I didn't have to be with 31 different women. That's not what I was trying to do. I was hoping I'd find one woman go on 31 dates with that person. Um, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. I found a couple women. Um, no, more than that. I don't, I'm, at this point, I'm about halfway there. Um, and so I, I was... When I first started the process, I was in nine different apps. I don't think I ever actually had nine accounts. I think it was Hinge, Bumble, OkCupid, Tinder, Yelp, Amazon. Yelp? <laughs> no, it's a joke. Um, Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, uh, OkCupid, Facebook dating, um, Ship. I think Ship was the six. I had six accounts. But I had nine apps, and so the other three I was planning on eventually. But what I found was they were getting in the way of each other because I'd get a match on like OkCupid, and then rather than interact with that person, I would then go to Tinder and and just swipe mindlessly. And in fact, I was showing you, and you commented on it, and it's probably weird that I I, I agree it's weird. I have screenshotted several. Um, photos that I have of, not photos that I've sent, but like introductory messages that I've sent to women. Um, Because again, I'm main character syndrome. I'm the funniest person on earth and I think I'm quite charming. And so I I was always deliberate. I would never just send just a hey or a hi. Um, And so many women I've seen with their apps just say, please don't say hey. Because you got to think from a woman's from a woman's perspective, how many hey's they get. And so if your profile isn't just like, you're not I don't know who the peak male physique, if you're not Jonah Hill um, and you send just, hey, like they're not going to message you back. Um, so I would be very deliberate and I would be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cultivate, I'm, I'm going to look at the profile, I'm going to try and make, you know, a really good introduction as if I was meeting these people in real life. Um, and at first, the matches that I would get, I didn't really care for. And so I wouldn't interact with those people. And then I'd go to Tinder. And I, and so in addition to screenshots of, 
these introductory messages of which I'll put some of them on um, the Instagram for the Just Let Go podcast. So please follow us over at justletgo.pod on Instagram. Um, <laughs> there are some that I really, I'm, I'm quite proud of these introductory messages. Um, but I also have some screenshots of quite frequently because I'd be swiping so mindlessly, I would get to the end of earth. Like I would have seen, and, and, and I, I had done it on Tinder and Bumble, and it would just be like, you've seen everybody, come back later. So, so it's interesting that you, you save the, the screenshots of, of these introductory messages. And we just looked over a bunch of them. And oh, we looked at like four or six. Uh, yeah, four or six. Four I think. or six dozen, maybe. <laughs> I don't have that many. Um, so you, you recycle the good ones. Is it? No, I only ever reused the, I'll help you look for your future ex-husband. Because oh. and, and I and I modified it because one of the women and I didn't want to say I didn't want it to be a surprise. But my favorite one is is a woman. Her whole profile was just looking for my future husband. No big deal. And so I responded with, "If you tell me what your husband looks like, I will help you find him." Which I thought was it was it was charming. It was hilarious. It was cute. It, and it was really all I could go off of based on her profile because everything else was just her just pictures of her. And I didn't want to comment on her appearance. Um, and she didn't respond. So. She found her husband. I'm so happy for her and him. Um, sad for me, I guess. And so I only ever reused that once because another woman had her profile that said, looking for my future ex-husband. And I said, I'm so sorry. When did you guys get married? When did you guys get divorced? Again, I will help you look for him. Uh, she also did not match with me. Um, and so like I would spend a lot of time and, and ultimately, probably, these women just were seeing the message. Maybe they'd get a chuckle. I would hope they would get a chuckle. Like I, because I again, I think it's funny, and everyone I've shown it to has laughed at it. Um, but if they didn't match with me, that's fine. But yes, I did screenshot the the you've seen everyone because um, those were really low times. Those were really depressing times because it, at the time, again, I, I just turned thirty, and I was sort of coming to terms with all of the things in my life that I didn't enjoy and I and I didn't like. And I, at the time. I was 30 and I was single and I was like, I don't want to be single anymore. I don't want to be alone. I, I felt very, very isolated at the time. Started a new job, moved to a new city. I just, I, I was like, okay, well, what can I do? I have, I can download, and there are like 20 dating apps, so I could have gone even more. So I downloaded nine, I created six profiles, and then I just was trying to find somebody. It was, and it was, I would say, probably desperate. I would say probably undignified. And so I screenshotted those um, to remember those low points and to remember like, okay, I'm going to become more deliberate. And so you, and this is the reason I have you here, you have a different method. You'd have never had six dating apps. No, no. To, to me, that that's too much. It, it's too much to, to keep up with. Exactly. Yeah. So um, my, my approach was very simple. I you know, I, I found this app and it, and it worked well initially. It's Coffee Meets Bagel. And the way Coffee Meets Bagel is structured is you connect with, um, with somebody that you like. And there's seven days to initiate a conversation. So, it, it, you know, it starts with hey or a simple, a simple greeting. And then it develops into your interests. It develops into your, your goals, what, what, you, what you're doing in life. And then... Are you an investor in Coffee Meets Bagel? I uh, have you paid for premium? I guess is the better question. I, I have never paid for premium, and and oh. I'm I'm opposed to paying for dating apps. Mm. So if you can access the 
the material for free. Why, why pay? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe some people consider it an investment, but, mm-hmm. but if it works without investing, then, then why, why put the investment in? And so when you say you have seven days to match, you sort of simplified it a little bit. Every day you're presented with 20 or 21 or like an X amount of potential matches. Yeah. And then you're allowed to swipe yes or no on only these 20 people. And then if you, and I imagine they also send those 20, then see you that day, or I'm not sure how it works. Um, and then they also get the chance to swipe yes or no. And so then if there's a match, then you're able to interact, right? You're not allowed to send an introductory message before matching. Right. You don't send the introductory message. And maybe with the, uh, with the, the subscription it, it might work a little differently mm-hmm. but with the the free version you you message them mm-hmm. and at some point they will see your profile and your message and they um, can choose whether or not to to message back yeah and so I you had always had luck with coffee meets bagel like literally the entire time I've known you as a single male dating you just always talk like every time you're you're with another girl and she's a doctor, she's a lawyer, like these are women that I'm like just generally like, wow, I'm George, good for you. And then I'm like, where are you finding these women? And you're like, Coffee meets bagel, bro. <laughs> coffee meets bagel. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm the coffee or the bagel. I'm not sure. Um and so like I, I downloaded it and I tried. That was one of the six. Um and it coffee meets bagel truly. And if that's you've used coffee meets bagel. You've used Tinder, which you don't like because it's mostly about sex. Which other ones have you used? I've used Bumble. I liked Bumble. And that is it. So you used three. I've used six. At this clip, I had six, but there were times where I had like maybe seven or eight, I think. Um, I never download, I did download um, Match.com, which has an app. So matchapp.app. Um, but I never used it because I figured like that was a line that I didn't want to cross because that one was never free. That one was always money um but that said i i did pay for premium on several okay cupid tinder hinge bumble i think those are the only ones that i ever paid for and at one point i had all four and so i had spent a hundred dollars in a month to and and i looked at it as as an investment i looked at it as like well i'm only going to do it for a month i'm going to find the perfect person on whichever app and then that'll be great cancel them all close the deal um but Coffee Meets Bagel, of all of them, has truly the weirdest pay structure and the most convoluted system, and it's always discounted, and it's just like, and it also gives you very limited benefits. But I, I had matched with a few women on Coffee Meets Bagel, um, but it sort of created this sort of like scarcity mindset where you're just like looking at, oh, these are my twenty matches. I have to like, I have to, I have to match with somebody or else I'm not going to meet someone this week or this day. And so it would make me swipe yes on people that otherwise I might not be interested in. Like their maybe their first priority is sports and I'm not a big sports guy, even though I have the physique of um Chris Oh, what's Chris Evans? Is that the new is that Captain America? Even though I have his physique now, um, with the shirt on. Um, what, what's it like with the shirt off? Fat um, Thor. <laughs> so um, I'm quite deceiving, <laughs> uh, but it is. It would it would cause me to swipe right on people who I was not interested in, and then when we would match, I would be like I wouldn't want to talk to them, and so I would I would have really just wasted that time, and then that would be taking me away from maybe I had a match on OkCupid that had messaged me, and I and I left her on red, which 
biggest pet peeve in the world is being left on red. I've told you this multiple times. You, you, you say that a lot. And I, I, I can't, can't stand it. Drives it. Me I, crazy. People have lives. That they have a, a lot of things that demand their attention. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the person on the other end of the dating app. No, Somebody, yeah. a stranger. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so I agree. It was a problem. Um, but I, I can't help what, what bothers me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really important to... To put that into perspective and, and and ask why they left you on red before oh yeah before you get you know. well it, it makes me think like okay if they leave me on red they're uninterested I and so this this is another problem that was created by having six dating apps is I'm like well I have the um, there's a really good book that I really like called the uh, the paradox of choice mm-hmm. and and it's a really good book it came out in like the 70s or 80s some data science, I don't know what the hell he was, um, sociologist, but he talked about how having all of this choice creates a paradox. It makes it more difficult to choose. And so there's a couple reasons why I had all the apps. I had all the apps because on one hand, I'm like, well, what if my what if my dream woman is on OkCupid but not on Tinder? Or she's on Bumble but not on that? And I'm like, I need to cast the widest net to find the person. Is it, you know, In theory, there's only one person. Um, is for, that FOMO? Is that like a yeah, 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 absolutely. Fear of missing out. Yeah. I'm proud of you, George. For a 58 year old um, man, you you you've got the vernacular so I, down. I am 20 at heart. Hell, man, I it's because you stole a 20 year old's heart <laughs> and you have it in a fanny pack. It's quite <laughs> weird. Um, but so I had all the apps because I was trying to find the person. Um, and again, it was you don't find the person on the app. You find the person. After you meet them, you see them, you get to know them. That's when you find that's because otherwise it's just very surface level. It's just who they are, what they look like, and whatever they put on their profile, which most people don't put a whole lot of effort into it. I've put a lot of effort into my profiles. In fact, I I was quite proud of some of those profiles. Um, but when I started going on the dates with the women, um, <laughs> it sounds very, very strange. When I went on the dates with the women, um, I realized I wasn't in the right place to just be dating people like I wasn't I wasn't I again it was it was sort of it was this mindset where I'm like I I would focus on one aspect and I would be laser focused on that aspect first it was the weight now it's the being single and I I ignore everything else I ignore financial situations I ignore you know professional relationships I ignore um living situations I ignore these things when you are not your weight, George. You are not how many cars are in your garage. You are not one thing. You are the collection of things. And so I would go on these dates and we would talk about things as we get to know each other. And that's when I would realize, oh, you know, I really don't like what I'm doing. Oh, you know, I really don't like my living situation. Oh, you know, I really don't like this. And and it's like, isn't that unfair then to myself and the other individual that I'm not who I think I could be, not who I want to be, and yet I'm focusing all my time and energy on trying to find someone else who might like me now, but they might not like me when I think I'm the perfect me. Um, and so I've I've gone on maybe 16 or, or 20 dates with, I don't know, 10 women in the last year, um, which for me is a lot. And I've met some people that I like, and I've met some people that didn't like me, and I've met some people that I don't like. Um but as of late, uh, as as all of the sub, the premium subscriptions have ended, I have slowly but surely deleted all of the apps. The only one I have left now is Hinge. 
Um, and so that's, we're talking about unhinged dating. And um, I, I've stopped going on it. I've started focusing on other aspects of my life. And so Coffee Meets Bagel, are you on any of the other ones right now? No, I'm, I'm not on any of them, including Coffee Meets Bagel right now. So you found somebody. I, I have not. I have not. You have not. So we, we have both given up? But, I, I wouldn't say given up. I, I've, I'd say I'm, I'm changing my strategy. What's or, your strategy? I, there, there really isn't one right sure. now. So pausing the strategy. Um, are you doing the same thing I'm doing? Because like you've just started a new job. Yeah. You're yeah. about to move. So right now I need to focus on those other aspects of my life. I, I need to... Uh, settle into my new position. Mm-hmm. I need to. Um, I'm, I'm applying for graduate school, so I need to focus some time and energy on on those applications. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to move next next month. I'm moving um, up to Lawrence, so I need to put some time and energy into that. And so I realized I I'm not going to have the time to to initiate dates and 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 hopefully um, subsequent dates. Mm-hmm. Um, just not gonna have the time for it. So, and I, I, I don't need the time to devote the time to that right now. Um, but let, let's go back to to coffee meets bagel. You, you, you mentioned that. You mentioned it, it's confusing. Um, well, the, it, the the pay structure is just convoluted, right? And, you, um, and you're buying beans. You're, yeah, the that, whole thing. Yeah, like you, and, and it's it, and it's it's something that like a lot of companies have done. They create their own currency so that they they disassociate your relationship with your currency of choice. And so you're no longer thinking of it, stop touching the microphone. You're no longer thinking of it in terms of dollars, which you also think of in terms of hours worked and weeks worked and lives life wasted. You think of it in terms of these ethereal beans. And so it causes you to spend like, oh, I have to spend, like there would be times where it'd be like, this person's awfully popular. Spend four hundred and fifty beans to jump to the front of the line, and I'm and like you can get beans for doing certain things, and I'm just like inviting friends and other things. But otherwise, you pay the premium, which is like seventy three dollars or something ridiculous. That's that's too much. Yeah, it's so so expensive, and so like I never used that one. And again, I didn't love the structure, and so they're all structured differently. And in fact, and I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, but I'm looking for an app developer because I have the perfect dating app in mind. I've told you about it. I will not put it on the podcast because if someone else steals the idea and they, they bring it to market, it's theirs. Yeah, yeah, I truly risky. think it's the perfect dating app and I'm going to create it. That is going to be, because someone, a woman created Bumble and she's now a billionaire because Bumble's a publicly traded company now. I've given them hundreds of dollars, honestly, over the course of the last like five years. Um, and I, I remember seeing um, Coffee Meets Bagel on, on Shark Tank. Too. It was on Shark Tank. The, and, the, yeah. and most of them now are actually owned by one company. A lot of these dating apps are owned by one sort of data science conglomerate. And it's, I think it's the match group. And so they all use different algorithms, but they're all based on the same sort of strategy of like matching people and things. And, but also they're sort of, John Oliver just did a thing on like data brokering, like they're selling the data to people, um, which is something that you touched on. But so Bumble is, I like Bumble because, and they're all a little bit different. I like Bumble because the woman gets to match first. Which I think is is a good choice, and I think that 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 I think women should be able to decide whether or not they want men to ma- to message them because like if you don't match with someone and men are just sending you messages, men are trash. They're going to be bad. They're going to say really weird and crass things, and, and nine times out of ten, you're going to be like, "Ooh, no, thanks, I want to leave." So I think it's great that they that they they by default, women are the first one to send the message. But I, what I've also found is a lot of times I'll match with women on Bumble, and then they won't message me at all. 
And so I, I'm thinking it's the same thing that they were doing, that I was doing, is they're just sort of swiping, you know, indiscriminately. It's a game that they're playing. They're just swiping, swiping, swiping. They get the match, and then they look at my profile. Like, otherwise, they're just looking at the one picture, which is, of course, my best picture. And then they match with me. They look at the profile closer. I'm like, eh, no thanks. And then they just don't message me. So I found that a little frustrating sometimes. And then a lot of times, otherwise, women would message me. But nine times out of 10, my messages on Bumble would just be, hey, or hi. And I... That wasn't it for me. I wanted a little bit more. I would I would look at it and then I'd look at the profile and then I'd decide whether I want to respond. And a lot of times there wasn't even enough on the profile for me to respond. And so I just leave it at that. In fact, so, and- so can can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because you have a very unique philosophy on on dating, and it, it I have a unique philosophy on dating. Oh yeah, we we talked about this many Did times. We? Where um. Where the first date is, is oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes and yes, then yes. the second date is All right, something. So the more... first date needs to be non-committal. You need to have an escape plan. You need to be able to leave if that person is crazy. But the first date should be non-committal. Meet in a public place. It should be it should be a drink date, coffee or alcohol. That's it. No dinner. There should be the opportunity for dinner if the conversation's going well. But you should have an hour to two hours at the most, and an ability to break even if you need to. That's day number one. Day number two should be an activity. You've already got to know them a little bit. You know they're not crazy. Never go to a movie. Movie's the worst possible date because you can't talk. That was my second date with the birthday girl. I was very upset about that. But you can't talk during a movie. So don't go to a movie. Don't go to a comedy show. Maybe go to the opera. I don't know. (laughs) But like do an activity. So I like to do axe throwing, bowling, smash room, not an escape room. I feel like that'd be a little bit too weird. Um, but like an activity, wine tasting, something that you can do. You guys are dynamic. You're out to do something. Sporting a game would be good because you can talk at a sporting game. Um, and then third date is you plot to um, take over the government. Um, <laughs> and that's how you really get to know them because you, illegally, this is a joke, but also... You actually do plot to take over the government, but you don't act on it. That's the important part. You don't actually take over the government. That would be illegal. So, Anthony, where were you on, on January 6, 2020? No, 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 no. I was, I was horrified watching the news is what was happening on January 6th. But, um, yeah, I forgot all about my philosophy on dating because like, the, the way we were talking about it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't something I was going to talk about, but I'm yeah. glad you brought it up because... These are things I've developed. Again, prior to turning 30, I didn't go on a lot of dates. I was only really ever in two serious relationships. And I like didn't go on a lot of date dates. I went on maybe four or five dates with people. And so I didn't really have this ethos on dates. It's something I've cultivated over the last eight months, just going on all these dates with these women and sort of realizing, okay, movies, the and, and I knew this already, but literally it's the only thing that she wanted to do was go see like the Ghostbusters because Paul Rudd was in it, which I get it. Paul Rudd's adorable. 51 years old, but he looks like he's never aged a day. And he's hilarious too. He's a great guy. Um, but I feel like she just wanted to see Paul Rudd more than she wanted to see me. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. Um, What's, what struck me the most was that your, your first recommendation for me for date number two was axe throwing. I'm to- telling you, man, it is because... Not a lot of people have gone axe throwing, but there are several axe bars around the area. Um, it is relatively cheap. There is alcohol there. It is uh, dynamic. It is fun. Um, honestly, I think axe throwing is a great, a great second date. Sure. Yes. If you're an axe murderer, 
don't go axe throwing because you're going to give all your cards away. They're going to know, <laughs> oh, he's really good at throwing an axe. He's going to kill me. Um, this took a really dark turn. Yeah, it did. Um, it did. But we, when, when I think of activity, you know, I think of a walk in the park. Uh, that's a good uh, one. Watching a you sunset. You like to go hiking because you're a maniac? I, I love hiking. And, and, and women never want to hike with me. <laughs> well, because that's the thing. And that's another thing. You also... Like surely you can, you guys can drive someplace together. But you're going hiking in New Hampshire. You're going hiking in a mountain. They're not gonna. They're not. They're not gonna know a hundred percent that you're safe. And so you're asking them to meet you in the middle of nowhere. And I'm sorry. Just on, on recent events that have happened, I a hundred percent agree. And 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 that's another thing. That's another thing that I sort of was really struggling with the dating apps. I'm not struggling because I I think that. Men are trash, and women need to feel safe, and women need to do what's what's best for them, and and men are awful. And so, a lot of times on the dating apps that I was spending, it was sort of navigating the, the amount of time I wanted to spend, getting to know the person, making sure that they knew that I was a safe individual and I wasn't a, a dangerous person that I, I wasn't going to harm them in any way, and then but also making sure that I I didn't get to know them too well because then there's nothing to really talk about on the first date, mm-hmm. and so this is this weird sort of tri aspected type tightrope that I'm trying to walk before even getting on the first date, and at times I was doing this with four or five women at a time across six different apps, and I was really not doing my best on any of them, and then I also. Again, we're, I'm not in a committed relationship with any of these people. But then I also felt sort of like guilty that I was talking to one woman while messaging another. I was going on a date with this woman while I had just matched with another woman on the date with this woman. And I felt like like a bad person. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you say that because I always feel strange when, when I'm on multiple dates with one woman and then another woman pops up who, mm-hmm. who I'm interested in and, and it's a conundrum. I, you know, I, I don't know which way to go. I don't know, should I start dating her? Mm-hmm. Should I you know, put, put, put all my chips on, on woman number one? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that, that issue can come up. Um, the hiking, I, we, we were talking about this earlier. When, when I'm looking for a woman, there, there, it needs to be more than physical appearance. There, there needs to be an element of physical fitness. There needs to be an element of, you know, upbeat, positive personality. And if you can hike the blue hills, that that's my threshold. Oh, if, that's where you I, broke your leg, and you tried to get me to rescue you, and I couldn't hike. It's the blue one hills. of the hikes that I broke my foot. Mm-hmm. I broke that same foot. Yep. Two years prior. Oh, I remember the phone call up in New Hampshire. You, you wouldn't have come to New Hampshire, I know that, but you did tr- try to to help me out of the I Blue did. Hills with a broken foot. I didn't even have boots. No. And this is why you're George number five. Oh. Currently taking applications for new Georges, everyone. Just reach out to at justletgo.pod on Instagram. Currently our DMs are open. <laughs> um, you bring up a good point, though. You really do. Um, you bring up the sort of going on a date with one woman, matching with another. Uh, that's another thing. I feel like everyone's doing that. Men, women, everyone. Everyone is doing that. And because everyone's doing that, no one is... In a, of course, you go on two dates, you're not in a committed relationship, but you're not even trying to commit. You're thinking, I'm looking for the best possible person. And so I've matched with this girl. I've gone on a couple of days with this girl. And you see this person over here, all she's talking about is hiking. <laughs> you, this, this woman may have been your, your soulmate, but you're not even going to 
really commit to it, you're not going to really think about that because you're already thinking about the next person you've matched with. And so that was one of the things that I really started to do really early on is I would say, okay, I've, I've matched with this person. I've spoken with this person a couple of times. We've now gone on a date. Once we would go on one date, I would turn off notifications for all the other apps. And I wouldn't look at the other apps because, again, I just felt like a bad person doing that. And like I've seen so many like things go viral of women on dates with men, and then they're, they're literally sitting at like a, a Celtics game and they're messaging someone else on Bumble while they're on a date with the girl. I mean, can you imagine having that happen to you? Like that, I can't even imagine how much that would screw with my sense of self worth and self self sort of actualization. So like, that was one of the very first things. In addition to my my dating philosophy if you will, my, my strategy was also, you know, don't be weird. Don't be like, don't tell, don't tell them you love them after two dates, but also don't be looking for the next really try and be present in that moment with that person and and try and see what goes with that. And then if it doesn't work out, fantastic. If it does work out, fantastic. That's just all it is. And so there's another thing I've done that, um, people have, have commented on and made fun of. It's my, um, I think I've told you about it. It's the post-date assessment. Uh, I haven't heard this. I... You haven't heard of no. the post-date assessment? No. Oh, wow. So um, back in 2019, I was going on a date with a woman who I met on OkCupid. And I thought the date went great. Date went fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a lot of questions. Uh, and I, I wasn't really sure if she wanted to go on a second date. And so um, at the time, I was in like a, 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 a class in my master's program where we were talking about assessment. And I was the assessment intern for another school. And so I'm thinking through the assessment lens. And I'm like, I'll make a post-date assessment. And I made a survey monkey survey. And it's got like 10 questions. You're shaking your head. And I'll, I might post some of the questions. It's, it's also something I'm putting in my book. Um, and I've gotten actually some good feedback. Right now, only about a third of the women who I send the post-date survey to do respond to it. Um, and 99% of those are like overwhelmingly positive because I feel like if they're going to be negative, they're not going to put it in there. But there was one woman who I met on, she was the only date I ever went on with a woman from Tinder. She lived in Providence, so like way too far away. Um, but like Google Maps said it was only 30 minutes. So I'm like, eh, I'll drive. I've never been to Providence. I'll see what it's like. So we went on a date. It was okay. She was a nice person. But like we knew that we lived too far away and like we weren't looking for the same things. And uh, she gave me really good feedback. She really gave me things that I was reading the feedback and I'm like, huh. Like that's something that I maybe picked up on. Like I accidentally spoke over her once or twice. And in the moment I like was like, oh, maybe she didn't notice. And I felt bad. But I didn't say anything. And then in the feedback, she's like, you know, a couple of times he, he sort of spoke over me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what a, what a jerk I am. And so because of that really critical good feedback, I feel like I'm a better person. And I wish more women would have responded because most of the, the women who sort of broke it off with me didn't respond. But like the women who I was more or less fine with and we were continuing to go out until I cut it off. Um, they were just overwhelmingly positive. And so then I feel even worse because like they're telling me how much they like me. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I, I have a post date assessment and it, it's wait until the next day and say, Hey, had a great time. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. But uh, see, so I feel like so many women and men 
So I feel like just so many people will either ghost you completely, whereas I tell them that the survey is anonymous and they could fill it out anonymously, or they'll lie and then, you know, maybe they'll they'll feel compelled to go on another date and maybe it's not a fun date and so then you're wasting time. And so I don't want to waste any time. I give them the opportunity. Tell me your interest in going on a second date. Scale of zero to 100. And the the woman who gave me really good critical feedback, she gave me a 49, um, <laughs> which I think was very generous of her. Because um, she's like, that's an awfully long drive. Why would you come all the way down here? And I'm like, oh, is that the woman in Providence? What's that? Was that the woman, yeah, that was in, Providence? woman in Providence? Yeah. Uh, um, she was nice. But so it gives them the perfect out. Right. I have cultivated a wonderful sense of humor. I have cultivated a, the wonderful physique of Chris Evans with a shirt on. Um, I need to cultivate other things. And so that's why I have stepped back from all of the dating apps. But another thing that I'm going to put on the at justletgo.pod Instagram page, please follow along, is since I've deleted all the other apps, the only one I still had was Hinge because I had premium Hinge. And... Um, it's just canceled. So I, I went on there to sort of get everything gone. And I now have, because I turned off all the notifications. Like I, I decided, okay, no, I need to focus on everything else. I'm going to take a step back, turn off all the notifications. I have more hinge matches now than I have ever had. And in fact, when you get to more than 50 hinge matches, it just says 50 plus. Like it doesn't even count anymore. So I might have 2 million. Who knows? I haven't been on in a long time. But that only happened with all the other apps gone. Mm. Every other app's deleted. I've not spent any other time on any of the apps. I also haven't spent any time on Hinge. But I've gotten more matches in Hinge in the last month than I've gotten across all the other dating apps across the last year. And so I think if... And I think dating apps have, have been a tremendous thing. They've done a great thing, especially during covid you couldn't go to a bar. You couldn't meet someone in person. So, so what's the point of a, a dating app if it can't result in a, in a connection? I think it can, George. I really think it can. I think it's the way we use the dating apps that devalues their utility. And this is how it plays into minimalism. I think you need to take a minimalistic approach. We did. We deleted them all. We, well, I still have Hinge. Again, I'm not using it. But again... What what what's keeping you from letting go of Hinge? And because it, it right if, if if something's not working, mm-hmm. right, we should evaluate what what what's going wrong and mm-hmm. and 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 find another way to solve the problem. Sure. So what's what's ho- I had paid eighty dollars. Oh, okay. For that's, a six month subscription to Hinge. That yep, that's a good. And so there's another thing in sociological theory called the sunk cost fallacy. So if you spend $85,000 to renovate your boat and then the engine blows up in the boat and you now have to spend another $100,000, you've already spent $85,000. You have this, literally in a boat, it's been a sunk cost that you've sunk into the boat. If you don't fix the engine, you've lost that $85,000. But what you're not thinking of, not only have you lost $85,000, now you're spending another $100,000. This is a very unrelatable <laughs> analogy, but it works. Even though I don't own a boat, I own a kayak, but... So don't think of it as you're saving the 85 you've already spent. No, you're spending another 110. And so it was a sunk cost fallacy because I had spent the 80 on Hinge. That's gone. I can't get that back. But I was thinking, well, if I don't, if I delete it, I'm going to lose not only the 85 that I've sunk or the 80 that I sunk, I'm also going to lose 
my soulmate might still be on hinge. Yeah, but put it put it into perspective. You blow eighty bucks at happy hour all the time. I mean, well, that's because you're an alcoholic, George. <laughs> I no, got a two drink no. maximum. That see, two drinks is my minimum. That, that. And that's and you're you're arguably a worse person drunk. <laughs> and I tell you this to your face all the time. Um, please stop drinking. You have a problem. This is an intervention. Your mother's going to come oh out, of the, out of the side room. No, but so I think dating apps have tremendous utility and a tremendous opportunity. They do. They do. To yeah. connect people. Yeah. But we, me really, have used them wrong. I was using them. I was spread too thin. I was messaging too many people, not really putting my all into those individual matches. And then additionally, I'm just not in the right place to just meet a stranger and date a stranger. That's not, I could spend my time doing other things. I'm currently enrolled in online classes, teaching myself pre-calculus for some reason. Um, I could do better at my job. I could be a better employee, although I really don't ascribe much of my personal value from my employment. Um, But I could be a better person. I could be a better me. I could be a better podcast host. I could be a better Anthony if I spent less time trying to go on dates with people who I don't know. If used correctly, you can absolutely meet your, your, your perfect person on one of the dating apps. I think six was weird. Yeah, six is weird. Nine was downright stupid. You don't need six. You, you just need one. And, you know, you, you need to focus on individuals. Yes. Build those connections. That's the thing. You don't need to focus on the app. You need to focus on the people. Yes. And so... And people that you like, people that mm-hmm. you can see yourself having some sort of a future with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's the approach that I took, and it 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 worked. It, it looked like it was working well at first when when I first downloaded Coffee Meets Bagel. We had some good connections that were built, um, but um, lately, I I you know I don't know if it's the pandemic or or, or whatever it is, but but it's it's been a little different. You know, a, how so? Few a few dates here and there with. You know, and, and, and it doesn't... It, Wait, it, in the last two years since the pandemic or because the pandemic has changed? Well, well I did not date um, in all of 2020 mm-hmm. and in the first half of 2021. I, I, just, I just didn't think it was worth um, the risk. Sure. I feel like a lot of people are in that boat. And so I've, I think I've seen a lot lately, a lot more people, I think, on the dating apps because like they're sort of like... They're, they've come to terms with the risk. They maths are for the most part gone, as far as I can see, um, and so they're they're stepping out more and they're like trying to meet people, and maybe they don't want to meet people at a bar, or maybe you know they've gained fifteen or twenty you know quarantine pounds, and so they don't want to meet someone in, out in public, and they'd rather meet them digitally first, and then sort of try and get to that comfort level before they meet in person. And I think that's fine. I think that's a great way way to use it. There's something that I saw recently that really made me upset. It was a Bumble Singles Night. It was weird. It was it was like I don't know if it was Bumble or Hinge or, or one of the dating apps, but it was like you can only get into the singles night if you have Bumble. And I guess you set your like match radius to negative one square block or whatever, and you only match people that are at that bar. And I'm like, one or the other. Either have Bumble or have the singles night. Like what, what? What is the value that Bumble's adding, other than you can see what someone looks like and they're like the best light and shading with filters and all that stuff? 
that was that was mind-boggling to me and I, I think I sent that to to um, a friend of mine and I'm just like I don't understand this this makes me upset like why does this exist and so like yeah no I, I think tinder and and even bumble are are closely related. too sexually charged bumble really? they're hookup apps no I mean, bumble's not that way I don't think bumble's that way at all uh, I disagree with you I, I I've seen well maybe maybe because you're such a stud that uh, all the women you're matching with on bumble <laughs> are just like I gotta get with that guy with the red camaro yeah they're um, like come over tonight and I nope mm. that let's I disagree I think but at least from the women who I messaged on Bumble and the women I got to know on Bumble, that wasn't what they were looking for. Tinder, absolutely. I've gotten very a cra- very many a crass message from um, a Tinder. What but else? Coffee meets bagel. Hate it. It, it also gives power to the woman because it, although they, they don't need to initiate the conversation, at the end of the day, they're empowered to make the decision. A- after after seven up to seven days of, of conversation. Which so wait, I- does the woman initiate the date? Like they get to say, I'd like to meet you? Well, whoever uh, likes the profile first initiates the connection and then the other oh. person can decide whether or not to like back. Well, that doesn't give any more power to one individual. It's just because each day you are each presented with 20 people and each day you get to match one of those or you get to match with as many of those 20 people as you want. I don't like it because it creates that sort of false scarcity, which in the Shark Tank episode, which I don't think I've, I saw, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I saw part of it where they're like, well, you know, people swipe aimlessly left and right thinking that there's an endless number of people. We're creating false scarcity by only showing you 20 and these are the 20. But again, it creates that false scarcity. So you ascribe more value to someone who otherwise you might not be interested in, you may not want to meet with. And that's what I found myself. I was matching with people and I'm like, you know what? After after looking at your profile, no thank you. I do not want to go on a date with you. And and then you mentioned Yelp. And, and Yelp, of course, is not a <laughs> We're dating We're not going to talk about but, Yelp because, again, but, that's too close to my perfect dating app that I will create. But it's interesting how, how other apps can also be used for dating, even though they're not designed for dating. Anything's a dating app if you try yeah. hard enough. Right, right. It's true. So Facebook I mean, is a dating app now. Facebook. That's where I met the birthday girl, Facebook. Meetup. Facebook Meetup. I believe the Meetup app is designed by oh, Facebook. Oh, probably. Yep. And then um, over the pandemic, my, 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 I've been having car troubles, so I like to hike in the White Mountains. Yes. And so I found an app that connects strangers with, with carpool services that, and, and there's trips that go up to the White Mountains. Huh. And so I've joined many of these trips and I was shocked that, that um, the, one, one of the women that, that joined us in a, in a hike, we, we get to the summit of some mountain and then she looks at me and she says, so, so you're single? And I said, no. And she's like, that's weird. Well, why are you here? And I was like, I'm here because my car sucks and I wanted to get a ride to the mountains. Uh, so, so it was almost like there's an expectation that because you're engaging with, with strangers that, that, that you're single and, and kind of on, on the market. Well, I think maybe it's because you were there alone. So because you were there without your partner, because like, uh, partners, I guess, go hiking. I don't know what partners do. Hmm. It's, been a, it's been a while for me. <laughs> um, but like maybe that's why. Because she's like, well, why isn't your partner here hiking this mountain with you? Um, but yeah, no, I think absolutely. Because like, you can meet someone through that shared interest. And, and I think that's probably a more efficient way to meet someone. I think the dating apps is maybe for someone who doesn't have such a specialized interest. And so you meet them hiking and then you get to know them. You know that they're safe. Fantastic. What are you doing after? But then that also sort of goes to like, 
let's be friends first. Let's be friends first and then we'll date. And and, and that's interesting too. I, I went on about a half dozen of these these carpool trips up up to the White Mountains. What app is this? Is this like a swingers app and you guys uh, all put your keys in a fishbowl and then... No, no, it, it, it's strictly a, a carpooling app. And the, oh, it's, so is it not even for hiking specifically? It is for hiking. Okay. It, it, right. they, they do other sorts of adventures like sure. kayaking, wilderness oh. adventures. Well, don't go kayaking, George. Rock you climbing. Know how to swim. So, so you go on this carpool app, you go on these hikes, but there are other adventures. And so you've, you've met, have you actually gone on any dates with these people? No, 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 no. I, and I don't use it for dating. I'm not looking for that. If, if there's a, a super good connection that builds, then, then mm-hmm. possibly, but, but the, there hasn't. There. I mean, and, and like dating has changed. The dating apps have changed dating forever. I was a pioneer on OkCupid. I was like the first person on OkCupid. I was not good at it. Again, I've cultivated, I think, what makes a good profile and the type of pictures you should have on there. Like you should have a photo of your full body to show to the ableist people that you're, you know, what you look like. Also to show people who are fat phobic what you look like. Because again, I got a lot less matches when I was a lot heavier. Now that I'm Chris Evans with the shirt on, I get just an unnecessary amount of matches. People, I, and I'm not interested in, in, in any of these matches anymore. Um, but so you have to have that photos. You have to have a body shot. You have to have photos with friends because if you don't have friends, ooh, major red flag. Why don't you have friends? You have to have pictures of you doing cool things. So like I have a picture of me at the Boston Marathon. I have a picture of me out at like a happy hour. I have pictures of me doing things so that you show that you're not a psychopath because otherwise, again, it sort of shows like, okay, why is it just all selfies? Why is he holding a big fish? Dating apps have changed the world for the worse or for the better. But um, like I, I'll have friends. Like I have a friend who works at a gym and she's like, you should keep going to this gym because you'll meet someone here. And I am trying to be very careful about that because I do not want to ask out someone at the gym because they're not there at least I don't think, they're not there to find their potential soulmate. They're there to find them. They're there to create the person they want to be. They're there to, to get physically fit. They're there to get stronger. They're there to kick boxes. I don't know. But like they're not there to find me. And, they're, so, the, and so they're not interested in that. And so I don't want to. And she'll constantly tell me, like, you should ask out this person. You should ask it. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to be the weird guy at the gym who's asked out everyone at the gym. I don't want to be that. And so I will, and, and like also I think about it from a woman's perspective. At least I try to. Because like. Men, men are still men. Well, men are trash, we'll, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I, like I feel bad. And so like I generally try not to do that. But also like, oh my God, who can approach someone in person? But, but you know something, the, the gym is interesting because you know, you both go there for these goals to, mm-hmm. to for fitness, for, sure. for for health, and 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 you're you're sharing in a common task, and and it, it's. I'm gonna cut you off there. I have seen so many, and again, I'm so, so I'm so sorry, people. I'm cutting you off. You can leave that in my post date assessment. Huh. Um, there's a whole genre of TikTok videos of women who are working out at the gym who are approached by men who are mansplaining form technique, mm. but they're doing it on like to try and like ogle on this poor woman who's just trying to work out and usually her technique and form is absolutely fine and it is not popular but it's popular like it is there are so many instances of it that like 
I feel like women at the gym are just they're on high alert because they're you know even though they're in a they're doing a strength activity and they're they're demonstrating strength there are men that are just looking at them and objectifying them and then approaching them and they might have the best of intentions but like the woman is she's trying to work out she's trying to live her life right right so you know, th- there's other ways that the connection can form. M- maybe a, a water cooler sort of conversation, and then mm-hmm. see what see see how that goes. But I, but I agree with you. It, it's not the right approach to to approach a woman mid workout and, and offer some sort of advice with some sort of other other ambitions. <laughs> I once met a woman at a coffee shop. She worked there, so I saw her. Like, did you work there? No. Oh. This was a this was Sorel Bakery, which was right near where we used to do security uh, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And um, but it was a different location. It was one where I worked downtown, and so I saw her like every day. I would go and I'd order soup, and I'd see her every day. And I I really did. I wanted to ask her out so bad, but every time I'd go there, it would be so busy. And so I'm just like, hmm. I wonder, like, <laughs> will I find her one day? On on I don't think Hinge had dropped at that point. So I'm like. Maybe one day I'll find her on OkCupid. Okay <laughs> is, is that what the the young folk call a misconnection? Is that- I guess so. Yeah, that's a that's a, a a real misconnection. Which oh my god, what a horrifying! Like dating apps have saved us from those. Like you can just you can use that energy and like look on the dating app or eventually build up the courage and ask someone out. But again, I just I I've, the dating apps they've they've really changed society and they've changed the world. But now it's up to us to sort of, okay, you can, just like anything else, you can use it destructively, you can use it inefficiently, you can use it to your detriment, or you can use it to find somebody. Right, right. And so right now, um, so I'll, I'll put some of the screenshots. Um, the most recent messages I've gotten on Hinge are truly unhinged. And I'm not going to provide context. You'll have to find yeah. me on Hinge to figure out why these people are telling me to shut the fuck up. But I've gotten at least five women just messaging me, shut the fuck up, in the last like week or two. Oh. And um, it, and that, that works so much better than hey or hi. Um, but again, I'm, I'm still, I'm like, eh. I'm not in a, I'm just not in a place right now. I'm not in that place. I'm trying to cultivate perfect Anthony. Yeah. yeah. We'll reevaluate when I turn 31. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know I'm doing it wrong because I'm still using the hey, how's it going? I'm um, telling you, man, you gotta stop yeah. it. I, I could probably do you ever you ever watch the movie Hitch with um the recently canceled Will Smith and um Kevin James? Yes, yes, I yeah. He he plays like a dating expert and he he tries to sort of counsel Kevin James on navigating relationships. Did this come out like ten years ago? I, More than that, fifteen okay. or twenty. Yeah. I love that movie. Kevin James, one of my favorite actors, because me and him had the same body type for the last like <laughs> twenty years. Although now Chris Evans with the shirt on, um, I think he's he's absolutely hilarious. And the the interplay between the two of them is great. But like I could, I think I could be, I could be the new hitch for dating apps. And so I'm all I'm offering my services twenty five dollars an hour. Anyone who wants me to help them That's cultivate a discount. The, wow. Well, I mean, anyone who wants to help me culti- anyone who wants me to help them cultivate the perfect dating app, um, I feel like my my matches speak for themselves. Um, I will I will help them um, because I've also I have a coworker who she will frequently 
like send other men's. So on Hinge, one of my favorite things about Hinge is you can have one voice prompt. You can put a voice prompt up on Hinge and people can listen to that and it can, it'll be your voice and you can answer a question or you can say something to introduce yourself. And so she sees a lot of these and she'll send them to people of like just the most ridiculous things. Um, and like it's men doing it sincerely. Like one of them was this like just absolutely normal looking guy, but he was also six five. And his 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 message was something you might not know about me is I'm a little bit of a bad boy. <laughs> and he said it unironically. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. He can be out there. I can compete against that. I can't compete against the the Tinder swindler, but I can compete against this little bad boy. <laughs> And uh, and I think he was forty too, which is like if you're forty, you're a bad man. You're a bad man. You should yes. go to jail. You should not be. You should get off the dating app and, and foster real life. Yeah. So so, but I, I like that about Hinge um, because I I love like I've had and, and George one. I'm sorry. Um, he, you're just gonna pack up and leave. He because um, he follows me on Tinder, uh, on Tinder on Twitter, and he's frequently said that all my tweets are just close enough to going viral. Like they're just funny enough that they should go viral, but they never do because no one follows me. And um, so he's like, I'm truly looking forward to what seeing what you can do with hinge voice prompts. And I am not disappointed. I have posted some absolutely hilarious things on there. And again, it's a way for me to show like I'm a funny guy. I'm, a, I'm an interesting guy, but. So let me ask you this. Do, do you think the days of meeting in a bar or in a supermarket or in a park are, are those days gone? Are, oh. No, I I think that that's absolutely fine, and I and I think it's something that we've, as people have probably done less, or or you know, literally we've no, done over, less. Over we've the had past less, two years. We've done a lot less, less public interactions. Everyone's sort of afraid of everyone. You're you're not a person. You're a disease vector, um, and so that's something we'll have to get back to. I don't think those days are done, but I think that the dating apps. Whereas before, if you met on a dating app, you would be embarrassed and you would, you would tell, you would actively on date four or five, come up with a better excuse of saying how you met. Oh, we met at a coffee shop. Oh, we met at the laundromat. Not, oh, we met on Tinder. Not, oh, we met on OkCupid. You'd rather say like, oh, we met on, on a dating reality show or something. And so I don't think those days are gone. I think for the last two years, they've been just difficult. Also, like, if you ask kids today what the most attractive part of another individual is, they'll say their forehead. Because, and we, you and I have talked about this because the mask covers up so bizarre the nose to the chin. And so yeah. you're like, yeah, that's all you have that, to check out. She's she's got a beautiful forehead. Okay, like what is you're the gonna world you're in for a weird life, my my little friend. Um, but yeah, now that masks are gone and people can do things out in public, I think absolutely that's going to come back. Um, it's something that people will have to work on. And I think some people will prefer the dating apps. And all I'm here to do is caution you. Don't download six of them. Well, don't download nine of them. And then don't make six accounts. And then don't spend upwards of $100 one month to, to get premium access no. to all of them because you're just going to spin your wheels and waste your time. Download one or two. Be on one or two. And... Hopefully download mine. Again, looking for app developers. Anybody interested? <laughs> I'm paying in um, shares. Yeah. 
Shark Time here today to offer you. Maybe I should be on Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. Well, That'd be a good idea. Well, I, I think the problem is because I've seen you swiping before. Oh, no. I don't think uh, you have. I, I think I have. And I remember you were a lot more selective than I expected. In fact, Again. you were only liking two or three out of every 10 yeah. profiles that were displayed. And, of and, course. You know, I, I, I've told you this is what we're the whole conversation, George. Minimalism. I originally casting a wide net. But once I was in a position where I was getting matches and people were messaging me and I was going on dates, I needed to rein that in. Because otherwise, I'm just, if I swipe right on every single person, I'm going to be matching with every single person. Not, I mean, I'm not that delusional, but I'm going to be matching with people who I'm not interested in. And then I have to go through that time and sort, okay, do I want to talk to this one? Do I want to talk to this one? So I, I was being, yeah, I was being absolutely selective. I would, I, I look at the photos, I read the profile and I decide, is this someone who I, if, if I match with them, would I want to go on a date with them? And if no, swipe left. No, thank you. You'll find someone. If you live in the Philippines, I am so sorry. You live too far away. That's, that's truly, you're too far away. I don't want to drive. The maximum I'll drive is 30 miles or 30 minutes to Providence. Um, but so, so, so okay, Cupid, I, I feel like they did something. I don't know what they did there. I didn't like it. I canceled my premium immediately on that one. Tinder, I've only gone on a couple of days with Tinder. Too sexually charged for me. Um, Bumble, I liked Bumble. But again, I'm the Bumble ghost most recently. Um, I think it's Hinge right now. I think it's Hinge, which is the only one I have left because I think my premium ends like I think it honestly, I think it's already ended. And so the only reason I went on it was to look at because I I had seen one of the messages and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. And I put it on my my Twitter. Um and so then I knew we were gonna have this conversation. So I wanted to see and sure enough I had so many more. And like I I had again, I I it's taken me ten years of being on these dating apps because I started when I was an undergrad in college. Ten years I've been on the dating apps. And so I now know the perfect profile and I've got it. It's, it, it, it's getting, it's doing what it's supposed to. Um, and I'm going to delete it in did, a couple of days. Remember Mike met somebody in China? And That's right. Our friend Mike did meet. And again, this brings us back to the point. We can't mention names. We, we didn't mention the last name. Also, he doesn't listen. But so our friend, he met uh, a woman on MySpace and Honestly, probably truthfully, he was catfished, most likely. But again, any app can be a dating app if you are desperate enough or if you try hard enough. Because um, it's, it's, it's human nature. It's we're, we're making connections. We're getting to know people. Dating is not an online thing. Uh, the apps and the apps don't have to be dating. Bumble's got Bumble Friend or Bumble BFF. You can meet friends. You can also meet business partners on Bumble, which I find that one a little strange. Business partners? Yeah, it's like Bumble business. You can meet like business and network business. I find it strange because like Bumble was started with the whole, the woman messages first, but for like Bumble friend, that's not how it works. And then Bumble business is not how it works. So I find that a little strange, but like they're trying to make themselves more marketable from, because again, they're a publicly traded company. But no, my favorite is Hinge. Um, because I get the most matches on it. Um, but I've had the best conversations. I think I've gone on the most dates with women from Hinge. Um, but yeah, ultimately I've decided for the time being, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to step back and I'm going to just try and be the best me I can be, live live a life, do things, and then eh, we'll go from there. 
I feel like that's that's the the way everything should be. Because uh, anything in excess is just too much. You, six of anything is silly. Do I have fourteen pairs of sunglasses? Yes, I, but I six saw, would be silly. I saw that today, and I was perplexed because you you're you're so involved with this minimalistic lifestyle, but mm-hmm. you're you've got a draw full mm-hmm. full of sunglasses. I sure do. That's not minimalism. Yeah, but all my other drawers are empty. Duncan, <laughs> fair point. No, I, I have, I have, I, I, I have a few things that I enjoy. If I really enjoyed meeting people, I would still be on all the dating apps. I don't. Do you still have six bicycles? I have one bicycle currently, and I have one on the way from Italy. Mm. As long as that cruise liner doesn't catch flames like the the luxury vehicle cruise liner did, no. I again, if I if I really enjoyed meeting people and going on dates, which I enjoy about as much as I enjoy doing my taxes, which this year was quite expensive, um, I would I would be on all the apps and I'd just be meeting people. I don't. That's I, that's not how I want to spend my time. Just asking the same questions and getting to know the same things about people that. Either they're not going to be interested in me after date five, or I'm not going to be interested in with them after date two. Um, and then, you know, they don't fill out my post date assessment survey, or they do, and I have to give them a $5 Starbucks gift card. Like, ah, it's just a lot of work. I feel like I, my time could be better spent, and it is better spent. And so I've taken a step back, I'm taking some time away, and uh, who knows? Maybe I'll join, maybe I'll rejoin. You, you got to drop the survey. The, the survey might be the. You know, the you're not hindrance. the first person to say that. Um, and you won't be the last because I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's given me good, solid data. You know, I, I really miss the days where dating was natural, where, where it, was, it was so much more. Before you were on steroids? Before you became an unnatural performance-enhanced <laughs> dater? I, I got to tell you, the, the steroids have done a lot. I mean, pretty. You know, you kind of look like J.K. Simmons. I don't know who that is. He's uh, the guy from Whiplash. Huh. You look like a young J.K. Simmons. That's a compliment. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> well, you're going to Google him and you're not going to think it's a compliment, but it is. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I've gotten a few of those, but not never J.K. Simmons. Don't Google it. <laughs> so dating coming naturally. You know, we used to go on dates and we'd sit on a special rock at the beach or sit on, at a special tree at the commons and... And those, I don't remember. I've never gone on those dates. The, uh, that's not that's not in my list of of. It's drinks, activity, plot to take over the government. That's the progression. There's no special rock. Interesting. So you miss. Well, you can still do that. The apps just help you make that connection. You know, but again, I think it's because if if you know you're. But, but the connection is built upon a. a a picture and a blurb mm. instead of that. And that's another thing there, there I've seen, there's another genre of video. I spent a lot of time on the internet, which I'm trying to stop doing. Um, but there's a, a genre of video of men who are critiquing women's dating apps. And he's saying like, Oh, she shouldn't post this. And she shouldn't post that. She would only date someone who's this tall and she shouldn't post this. And it's just like, yeah, she can post what she wants. I can post what I want. We can post whatever we want. I think that sure, to present yourself the best way you can, just like with your LinkedIn profile, put your best foot forward. 
I've like, I, and I have friends that have talked about that and they, they're like, I, I, I feel like I'm catfishing people with my photos. And I'm like, let's go do something. I've, I've honestly, I've, I've asked my friends, I'm like, I need photos of things. I, I haven't done anything in a couple of weeks. You're like, you want to go out, take some cute photos of me <laughs> and I'll put those up. And, I'm, and, and I'll absolutely put in the, in like the caption, this photo was completely staged. Because I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Absolutely. I, why? Cause like, when I go out, people we don't take photos usually. But if I'm like, oh, my photos are, are sort of old, I'll specifically say, hey, my Hinge profile is a little stale. Can you guys help me out? And they will. So I've I've gone on a few dates. I'm not at the 31 dates before I turned 31, you know, in, since turning 30. But I've gone on more than half of those. I've had some good meets. I've I've met people. Um, but I, I've decided absolutely. I think I need to step away, and I need to focus on me. And then, eventually, maybe the right person will show up. I don't know if I will delete my Hinge profile, although I'm no longer paying for premium, and I'm quite happy about that because it was more expensive than the others. But I think at this point, I just want to spend that time being me, doing doing life, you know, real things in Hollywood, you know, as I'm one to do. Um, and I think that that's time well spent. And so, who knows? And, and Make, six is too much. Let, let's never do six. Way too much. I agree. We have, you know, and this is this is about letting go. And so it sure is. And so I have let go of both the fear of missing out and the fear of not meeting the person because I don't have the dating app that she's on. Maybe she's just like you and only has coffee meets bagel. Strange. We'll never meet. Or maybe just like you said, we will meet. Uh, at a park bench, wherever <laughs> there are park benches, I guess in park, or we will, you know, we'll meet in person. Maybe, you know, that's something that I'm fine with. I have come to terms with the fact that I am Anthony. I am myself. I mean, that's life. You meet people. You you, you cultivate relationships with people. They don't have to be romantic relationships with people. The dating apps just help you do that. But again, if you're on six dating apps, that would be like having six really time-consuming hobbies. They, they do take up a lot of time. They take up time. And so if you have six of those, you're not really spending a lot of time on one. You're not really putting your effort into one. And you're also thinking, oh, I could be spending this time painting model airplanes. Or I could be spending this time grooming cats. Or I could be spending this time incinerating couch cushions. I don't know. Whatever hobbies are. So like, pick one. Do one. Again, I spending all this time just trying to find somebody didn't matter who um but then i also was like well i need to also find the perfect somebody and then also i'm going to be incredibly selective and it's just like it wasn't where i was spending my wheels just wasting time i'd much rather just you know maybe i'll meet someone on a mountain george <laughs> maybe maybe i'll meet someone at a coffee shop i don't know we'll maybe see. you'll meet someone at a comedy show oh god i actually did i, I matched yeah i, I you told know? you this but i matched with a woman on OkCupid, and we messaged a couple of times. Come to find out, we're both comedians. Um, and then she messaged me, and she deleted her profile immediately after. So the only reason I was able to see it, it was very strange because there was a glitch in OkCupid. Because usually, when you delete your profile, you don't see the messages. But she had messaged me her phone number after like the third or the fourth message. She's like, it was so weird. We had matched. We had had a couple like a half hour conversation, and then she messaged me her cell phone number. And she says, "I decided I'm no longer interested in being on a dating app, but here's my cell phone number. I'm happy to continue to talk to you." And I'm like, um, "What if I'm a murderer? 
<laughs> you know? And so I didn't keep her number. And then you and I went to the burn that night and she was there. Yeah, yeah. And and I told you, I'm like, there's she absolutely know knew it was me because I was literally wearing the same shirt as in one of my pictures. And again, I I don't my I look like my photos. And so like she like recognized me, but I didn't I didn't approach her. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll meet someone at a comedy show. I hope not. I um, I don't want to date a comedian. I don't think. You know, I think a comedy shop could be your mountain. I mean, it- I don't want to meet a comedian. I don't think because I don't. But here's the thing: there's there's a, a podcast that I listen to called "This Is Dating," and it's a really good podcast. It's a it's all about dating. It's not about minimalism at all. But you get to listen to people's first dates. They record them, and usually they're on Zoom. And um, they had one with a guy, and he had a list and his, this was his list of things that he wanted. And the dating experts were like, you know, you really shouldn't like, it's good to have that list because it's good to know what you want, but you're excluding so many possibilities. Like, sure. If you don't want to date a smoker, fine. That's a pretty easy one to say, or you don't want to date someone who drinks. You don't want to date someone who, I don't know, hits pedestrians with their car. Fine. But, um, if you have such a long list of so many exclusions, you're never going to find somebody. And so I I am, here's what I'm at. I've deleted all the apps. I still have Hinge because I, I like when people tell me to shut the fuck up, I guess. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm not going to spend the energy that I was desperately trying to find someone. I am just going to let life come at me. I have let go of the, 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 arbitrary timeline of I need to find someone before I turn 31. Would I like to? Sure. Will I? Who knows? I'm just going to let life happen. And I'm going to, I think I will live a more peaceful life as a result of that by not with this, this deadline looming over my head of, Oh no, I have to have 31 dates with, with uh, however many people that is. Again, I would have preferred it to have just been 31 days with one person. Um, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, and I've been on some. I've been on some great dates. Um, I went on this lovely picnic. I'd never been on a picnic before. I employed my sibling because they had just quit their day job, and I'm like, "I'll pay you money. Just put all the food together." It was everything: sushi, all the stuff. It was lovely, adorable. Just a bunch of strangers came up to us and were like, "This is the cutest thing. Can we take photos?" And I'm like, "No, thank you. Please leave." <laughs> but you you mentioned exclusions, and and I you know I I see it. I see it differently because I, it, exclusions really help key in on on the, the the person that that's right for you because you no one knows yourself better than you. So I I like to I like to use those exclusions to find who I'm looking for, who's going to share those common interests, and and who who's someone that can give me a different perspective because I I don't want to date somebody that's a copy of me. I want to date somebody that I can learn from, that I can um, have unique experiences with, and that I can grow with. Um, So the exclusions really help me do that. Yeah. So I I, I love the exclusions. I think that's fair. But I think if you have too many of those, then, you know, because again, it's just like me with the dating apps. I had, they got to be between 29 and 31. They have to live, you know, X miles away from Revere. Um, and so I would be swiping aimlessly sometimes and I'd get to the end and I was excluding potentially the perfect person. People are going to have flaws. 
but that's you, you don't love people for, for what you love people. You you enjoy people for who they are, flaws and all. And so, like, sure, there are going to be some things that you ascribe more value to, you ascribe less value to. Um, but I try to avoid having that sort of list. Yeah. Again, I'm, so I'm just trying to spend my time effectively doing things that I enjoy, and I'm just not spending any more time on OkCupid or Tinder or being the Bumble ghost because, again, I feel bad. I ignored so many people on Bumble. (laughs) If I ignored you on Bumble, please join the class action lawsuit. You are being represented by uh, Morgan and Stanley, which isn't a law firm. (laughs) It's like those commercials where, have you been diagnosed with mesothelioma? Please contact the offices of Marky Salamondal. (laughs) 1-800-WIN-WIN-1. Tell them you mean business. Um, Where is this going? Maybe Marky Salamon is representing... Uh, anyone who's been affected by my ghost behavior on Bumble, um, but yeah, no. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna live my life. I have no exclusions. I have no. Uh, we'll see. I no exclusions. Foster connections. Do not be offended by being left unread. No, that's if there's that's anything a deal. I want no. you to take away from Again. this, Anthony. People have so much going on. Can you on talk in their into lives. the microphone? You, for some reason, I don't. You're, you're over here. We're on minus six. Talk into it. This is what you told me. To I'm do. looking at you, and you're you're like this. But I'm on minus six, so why doesn't you shouldn't be on minus six? You should, oh yeah, minus six. That's fine. Um, <laughs> continue what you were saying. Start over. Don't be afraid. Something about being left unread. Yes. Don't do not be afraid to be left unread. That's totally fine. People have so much going on in their lives, and maybe the girl also has six or more other dating apps, just like you. Yeah. So maybe so, so no so what I'm saying is we should all delete the dating apps and live in the present and cultivate those those relationships. That that's the goal, right? So yeah, so many right. people the goal is to the goal of the dating app is for it to be deleted. I, you know, oh yeah, I think what's the one that says that? Maybe it was Hinge originally. Like when you download Hinge, it shows you this beautiful video of like couples having sex. I guess yeah, and it's like. The dating app designed to be deleted. Right, and right. I was like, well, aren't they all? You know, come on, dude. Um, well, well, so, uh, so, some of them are, are just for. for more uh, yeah, I guess Tinder, Grinder, all those jazz. Yeah. No, but like, uh, yeah, no. I, I, I'm, I'm looking to delete to delete them all. Good for you, and keep them deleted as we should. Um, I think I, I got more offended being left unread in the past than I do currently. But at the same time, no, it's 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 also like if you're left unread continuously multiple times, then what what the value is you yeah. how do you value yourself? How do you value your time? If I'm left unread like if I invite you to something and I you read the the invitation and then you don't respond ever, I probably won't invite you out again. Yeah, yeah. Like I've left you on read a couple times about going hiking, and yet you still ask me to go. Think of how many times you need to check your your schedule to make sure that that you're available that day. Maybe you can't do it right at that moment. You've read the text message. Maybe it's on your lunch break or something. You're back to work, and then go home. You fall asleep before before you remember to get back to that person. Mm -hmm. People have a lot going on, so I, I wouldn't take it. The vibe I was getting from the birthday girl was, "I'm not interested." So I told her, "Hey, are you interested? No, cool. No hard feelings." Yeah, you yeah. owe me nothing. Just if you don't want to talk to me anymore, we won't talk. But like, don't tell me in one message that you want to go for like a midnight drive, and then in the next message when I say, "Okay, cool, when are you free?" You don't respond for two or three days. 
clearly there's a there's a disconnect there. So it was again, it's just like with the the, the holding on holding off for hope. Oh, she'll be on Tinder. She'll be on Hinge. She'll be on this. Maybe she's not. Maybe that's not the right one. If she's not prioritizing you, if she's not prioritizing spending time with you at all, you need to value your time. You need to spend your time how you how is most effective for you. And for me, my time was most effective doing anything other than chasing after someone who wasn't interested. And that's what it was. Hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. did. I three three offers. Leave me on red once. Shame on you. Leave me on red twice. Oh, no shame. Shame on me. No shame. Leave me on red three times. Please, God, what did no I do? No shame. No shame. Well, just that person's busy. Yeah, I guess. Gotta me too. On. Yeah. But yeah, so um, at the end of the day, when it comes to your dating apps, when it comes to your life, don't be afraid to just let go. Delete the apps and meet somebody. But foster those, those, those real life connections. Fo- Foster the, the, the walks in the park, though. Foster the walks in the park. I'm not cutting that out. You are. No, foster the walks in the Fuck park. You. Is that a band? So instead of foster the people, it's foster the walks in the park? I listen to them. They got, they, they, they got some, hours, some jams. I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut so much of this Can out. You just, you just kept talking about nothing. <laughs> All right. That's why I wanted to. Seacrest out. About what? Stats. Keto stats. We gotta do that. (sighs) Avocados and chocolates.